about that time. For the inside trip, you know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? <laughs> oh, wrestling fans, what's up? We are back. Woo. Episode number 37 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. And uh, when I say we're back, I think we're finally recouped from <laughs> World <laughs> Championship Hangover. We're probably in a little better, uh, better form than we were a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but anyway, you know me, Brandon Olinger, and as always, joined alongside by with me, my co-host, Ben Watson. What's up, Ben? How you doing today? World domination, baby. That was a great tournament. Yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> I'm still reliving that in my mind, man. You're right. We got rid of that hangover, so I guess I got to give myself another one. <laughs> no, um, I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Uh, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Um, got that big hurricane that's hitting, uh, hitting Puerto Rico right now, so we're kind of you know, worried about some family we got down there. Yeah. Yeah. I asked your wife when, when I was talking to her about that. So be praying for them. Uh, for those that don't know, my wife was born and raised in Puerto Rico. So her entire family is down there as we speak, hunkered down, trying not to <laughs> blow off the island in 200 mile per hour winds. Oh, man, it's crazy. So what's new, man? Not much, dude. Not much at all. What's new with you? Are we just going to go back and forth like this? Yeah. I got nothing really, man. I got nothing really. Oh, <laughs> well, we're off to a great start already. All right. Um, listen, we're the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. As you've heard before, you can find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One. Give us a follow. Um, we got a Facebook page out there, the Inside Trip Facebook page. My man Ben has been new. out there. I've been hitting it up. I've been hitting it up a little hard lately. Yeah. Doing his job. <laughs> find it, like it. Uh, I don't know. Communicate with us a bit. If you want to send us an email, do so. It's the inside trip one at gmail.com. And as for the podcast itself, it's at all your favorite podcast catcher locations. Our favorites, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and as always, SoundCloud. Hey, man, we got some great feedback. I was about to say that. Off the last episode. No, let me rephrase that. We got feedback off the last episode, <laughs> and it was pretty, uh, it had a pretty common theme, and that's um, we need to stop singing. What? No. They apparently don't like when we, we sing. No, there was somebody tweeted that we got a couple songs stuck in their head <laughs> because we were know. singing. No, I, we got some feedback actually. We got a couple reviews. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, man. I did not. That, that's pretty sweet. Um, so, so I mean, we, the reviews were good too. Were they good? I'm surprised. I'm surprised. So honestly, I'm surprised. Thank you to the people that are listening, though. You know, we don't say that enough. Like. There's so many great podcasts out there, and for you to choose to listen to us, knuckleheads, yeah, that's pretty sweet, man. Yeah. So if you listen, hit us up on with a DM on Twitter or something. We love to talk wrestling. We've got some people that hit us up pretty regularly, and it, it's awesome. Yeah, That last episode, man, was a little off the charts. I tell you, I learned a lot. A, I'm not sure. You're probably going to disagree with me here. I don't know if it's the wisest idea to do a podcast 20 minutes after the United States men's freestyle team just secures the world championship. It's the best idea of all time. You'll never get <laughs> anything more raw and unfiltered as that. And, I mean, I think I told David Taylor to STFU. You did tell David now, Taylor Now, David, I take STFU. that back. You don't. I, dude, I was a couple beers deep. We, <laughs> we, when, we took Tommy from Blood Round out the night before, got home around 1, woke up at 3.30, Kept drinking until <laughs> then we drank at breakfast, then we took a nap, and then we were still drinking. By the time we did that podcast, I was so many beers. It was deep. bad. 
Uh, it was so bad. But I think it was, it was such a good time. You know what you need to not do is don't turn your mic off next time. Because you went on a 10-minute rant about David Taylor and turned your mic off the, <laughs> the entire was, thing. It was a big, big rant, too. But, but listen, that's the first time ever I've done a podcast having to hold a microphone in my hand. And the microphone I was holding just happened to have an on-off switch on it. I am a known fidgeter. Like, I need to, <laughs> I, I, I need to be licensed to carry a fidget spinner, man. So you can't give a known <laughs> fidgeter a microphone with an on-off switch because I'm going to fidget with that thing. You can hear what you were saying. You were very passionate about it. I was pissed off. You were standing up. Yeah. But, anyways. I was pissed off about it. I thought the episode went well. So, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, you know, go back and listen to it. We had Tommy uh, Baranowski from Blood Round on. It was was really fun. It was a lot of fun. But, you know what? We're going to have an awesome one tonight, too. Yeah. Tonight, we are going to continue with our Women of the Match series. Um, We got a special guest coming on for you this evening. We're going to get her on the lines here in just a minute. Um, She was one of our women's freestyle rural team representatives this year. Um, Unfortunately, she failed to place. We're probably going to get into that in a bit. But,. Uh, I hope you guys are as excited to hear her talk as we are to actually have a conversation with her. Uh, tonight, that guest is going to be our 69-kilogram representative, Tamira Menza. So we're going to go ahead and get her on the line here in just a bit, ask her some questions, give her a chance to talk about her experiences at the World Championships, training for it, um, how she got into wrestling and all that other good stuff. So we really hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, all right, let's get her on. All right, as I said before, this is episode 37 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Continuing with our Women of the Mat series, we have with us 2017 USA Women's Freestyle World Team Representative Tamira Mensa. She competed for our team at 69 kilograms um, just a couple of weeks ago in Paris. How are you, Tamira? Hi, I'm well. Yourself? Oh, we're doing fantastic. Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> Awesome. How was your trip? So let's just start off real quick. I got to know, how was Paris? Not, not, uh, wrestling oh. aside, wrestling aside, how was Paris? Wrestling aside. You know, I've been trying to make my music video so I can, de- so I can describe how it was, but I'm waiting on a few pictures. <laughs> so I've been held back. But um, I guess now I have to actually say it. But it was actually like, really cool. Um, my roommate was Helen uh, when we were in... Never heard what? of her. Helen who? Helen who? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my <laughs> it, was, it was Helen Rowland when I was in uh, Paris and in France. My roommate was, oops, I forgot. Oh, oh some, dang some, it. Somebody's going to be offended. <laughs> yeah. I know. They're going to be me this. Oh. <laughs> oh, dang it. Oh. Well, you know what? She was totally awesome, though. I just can't remember at the moment. No, no, no. I think it was Haley. Haley, okay. Oh, Haley Gallo? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Haley Gallo. We always, like, switch roommates, and it gets me so freaking confused. <laughs> I wish we could just, like, keep the same roommates. I'm pretty sure it was Haley. All right, so I'm going to ask me you. Me and Haley are always roommates. Got to ask you a really difficult question. Who was your favorite roommate? Huh. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> so, yeah, France was awesome. <laughs> Helen, like, had taught us how to salsa. Haley was giving me, like, chocolate and candy. It was it was really chill. That's awesome. I, um, I definitely enjoyed myself. Yeah. I sagged up that question. Yeah, <laughs> you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but I, I totally enjoyed Paris. Um, actually, um... Because um, I was recommended by Victoria Anthony, I have to 
I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but when we were, when me and Vicky were rooming in Russia, uh, I was feeding the birds a whole lot by our do- by, by our window, and she was getting upset because like they were gonna come into the room, and she was calling me like crazy pigeon lady. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of it's kind of weird because when we when I went to go see the Eiffel Tower with my coaches from Wayland, uh, I was feeding the pigeons again. And while we were like sitting in the park, one of us in, or one of them ended up actually attacking us and getting into the food bowl. And my coach like kicked it away from us and ended up breaking its leg. And like it, it like like kept attacking us while we were eating because it wanted vengeance, I guess. But yeah. It was, it was weird. So, so <laughs> it was like a part two of something. You know, I got I got to tell you, uh, Victoria Anthony said that we would not be disappointed with your personality. <laughs> so I would say she's been spot on so far. Yeah, but I didn't know we were getting a crazy pigeon yeah. lady on. Yeah, she didn't say we were getting a crazy pigeon lady, though. I think she set us up. All right. Yeah, I don't know about the rest yeah. of this interview, Tamira. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. Oh no! It's, it's, I'm not a crazy pigeon lady anymore. After that attack from that bird, it was disgusting. I don't <laughs> want to like ever feed birds again. Like the audacity of that bird was just—it was insane. Like I, it was—it was ill. I hear they're—I hear they're foul animals. <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> you, you get that right? That's a dad joke right there. Oh, foul! The birds are foul. <laughs> yeah, oh, total dad, dad joke. joke. Because it's a bird. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bird, right? Right. <laughs> All right, so oh, there's so many different ways that we can start out or go with this interview, but you know what? Let's just let's just talk about. I mean, you had the opportunity to wrestle in such a such an amazing event, um, an event that you know our women's team did so great at, our men's team did fantastic at. So let's just start off by you know you telling us about your experience competing at the World Championships this year. Uh, yeah. Well, as you know, it was my first world championship ever, as well as my first time representing the country um, on like the Olympic or world team level because last year I didn't get a chance to represent. So, like my experience was, it was it was kind of overwhelming and exciting all at the same time. Not not just because it was my first world championship, but because I was getting to represent the country. So. I was like extremely excited that I was finally going to be the representative at 69, and um, it was it was cool. I, but I was I was really nervous, and I felt like by the end of the tournament I didn't do as well as I wanted. There's all these expectations of me placing, and when it didn't happen, there was oh so many tears. It was terrible. I was disappointed in myself. Um. You know, I I can completely understand and I'll I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. You were actually one of the one of of our representatives who I thought, you know, I thought had a chance to place extremely high. Um, and, and, and in my opinion, yeah. I'm, I'm going to let Ben speak, you know, speak for his opinion, but I, I think a case can be made that you did not wrestle badly at all. I mean, you had a great first match and then in your second match, it was against China, correct? Uh, that match we played in my head so many times a day now. I mean, and it, it was China, correct? It was, and she, she ended up taking, yes, it was, yeah, China. It was China. And she ended up taking a bronze medal for the listeners out there. But, um, I mean, you were getting in on, you were getting in on a lot of, a lot of attacks, but this lady seemed to have hips of concrete. What was going on with that? Oh, 
I should have realized it, but I, it's because I was so nervous that I didn't see it. So, like, um, her match before with Canada, the can because I wrestled a Canadian girl in Spain this um, this past summer, and the Canadian was like putting in our shots, and the girl kept shutting her down, shutting her down, shutting her down. And I'm a shooter too, but like I usually play it safe when I see somebody who's like defense is that good. So, like when I when I ended up going against her. I was doing the same thing, and I had realized she had a really hard collar tie, and like I just kept, I kept trying to shoot past the collar tie, which clearly you're not supposed to do. And um, like I was just I was fighting I was fighting it too hard. I, I wrestled her fight. I I'm the kind of wrestler that loves to tire people out. You know I like you know shifting left and right and like attacking, but the fact that I don't know I guess I was just so nervous. I didn't even, like, think about what was going on, but it was so obvious because it's something that I had been working on um, pretty much all this year, getting past somebody's hands, whether it's tying me up or collar tying me. Like, I feel like someone collar ties me. I'm supposed to go and shoot. And when she did it, I was like, oh, gosh, her hands are so heavy. What am I supposed to do? I can hear Carrie in the corner going, shoot, you got it, it's a girl. I'm like, you don't understand. Her arm is heavy. Like, like that's, all, that's all that was going through my mind. So like, I was so frustrated with myself. I'm like, come on, Mensa. It's like, you're not Mensa now. Stop. Um, but I, I just I just keep, like, kicking myself in the back of my head, thinking, this is what you have worked on. Like, what is wrong with you? But it's cool, you know? Don't live with regret. Just keep on moving forward. Well, and, uh, no, I get that. And, you know, you definitely don't want to live with regrets. But but there's also something to be said about learning from, you know, you know, failures or, you know, you know, not performing the best. What did you take out? For, or I guess first my first question is, what would you do differently in that match if you had to re-wrestle it? Because you were certainly in the match. Yeah, I would be more mean because I wasn't more mean. Like, I wasn't mean at all. Like, like. Yeah, as I told you, my thoughts, I was like, oh, gosh, she's strong. But I'm strong, too, and I didn't use any of it. <laughs> so, like, I wish if I, if, I, if I had, like, oh, my gosh, it was, if it was, like, Groundhog Day, I would totally wrestle her way more aggressive. And I'd get more and more aggressive as the days went by, as Groundhog Day went by. But, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my takeaway. Do you feel like you let her dictate that match? Dictate the I pace of the did. match? Yeah. 100%. Because the, the first match compared to the second match, like, the first match is the way I wrestle. And even then, like, the first period, I I almost let the girl dictate the match. Like, I wasn't wrestling. She ended up getting a shot on me and taking me down. And um, I was, like, I was really nervous. And Carrie was like, come on. Well, you can just wrestle. And when I got the first shot, I was like, whoa. Even I turn, too. I got the turn. I was like, whoa. I could beat her. So I ended up just checking her. But... Um, that, that got my mind going in the first match and the second match I let it happen again like the first match of the first period I just let her dictate the match so um, yeah. next year is, is going to be totally different I'm going to I'm going to think about what I did this year and I'm going to take away alright this is your championship you know I your think your time to shot. I, and honestly, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to agree with you there, Tamir, you know, just from looking at your trajectory, um, obviously you had success for Wayland Baptist at, you know, in the WCWA, 
Um, you every year, every year, it seems like you're getting a little better and a little better. Um, I think you've had a heck of a run the last year. Um, for those that don't know, you know, you, you won the Olympic team trials. Unfortunately, we were unable to qualify the weight class. Um, you were a U.S. <laughs> Open champion. Um, you actually went out to the 2017 Uregan Grand Prix in Russia, and you, you took gold in that. And, I mean, let's face it, that's a brutal tournament. Yeah. Um, so, oh, my gosh, yeah. What's it like? To, what, what's Siberia like? Give me a quick Siberia rundown. Cold? Uh, well, that's where I was crazy bird lady. And uh, oh, okay. I, I didn't no, realize. Say no more. Say no more. It, so basically you went insane <laughs> when you went there. No, I didn't go insane. The birds were really pretty. Like, I liked their coat. <laughs> they were just fascinating. Like, I, one of the things I like to take away when I go to other countries is how, like, their nature looks. Like, I like to take in their birds or, like, their squirrels or how their trees look. This so, is like, te- I got the chance to, like, this thing. is a Texas thing. This has got to be a Texas <laughs> thing. No, 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 it's not a Texas thing. If you go to Brandon Slay or Randy Miller, I'm sure they'll be like, that's just her. She's weird. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> so, like, it's, it's just, a, just a me thing. It's just, just a little weird. But you know what? I appreciate what's around me. That's what I like to say. Uh, nothing's wrong with that. Uh, nothing's wrong that's with actually, that at all. That's actually really That's awesome. a good thing. Yeah. But you know, I also I, brought a poncho. What? A poncho? So, I'm, yeah. It was, I br- didn't realize how cold it was going to be. You brought a poncho to Siberia? Yeah. That's Terry like, had to give me his jacket. That, you brought a poncho to Siberia? That's like, that's, like a fin- that's like bringing a fingernail file to a gunfight. <laughs> it don't work. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I also like for that. What was the poncho going to do? What was the poncho going to do? It was made of wool. I thought it would protect me, but the hood helped, kind of. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. I'm just picturing you like one of those rain ponchos. Yeah, I'm picturing you wearing like, like some galoshes in a rain poncho. <laughs> oh, no, this no, is, no, this it was a bad idea. idea. It, was, it was made of wool. It was a wool poncho. I just see you saying, this is yeah, a bad it was, idea. It was, like, oh, it, I was, it was pretty bad. All right. And then I had missed like four flights going there. So that was also bad. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but you still managed uh, to have. I mean, you you still managed to have a hell of a tournament. You brought home gold. You were were you was she the only U.S. representative to bring home gold? No, no, no. Um, Snyder. Okay. Did. Yeah, it was me and him. You who, and him. Um, you and Kyle. That's right. Away. Correct. I mean, yeah. That, that's, Sarah Hildebrandt got second. Right. Yep, that's right. That, yeah, but that's that's quite a that's quite a you know an accomplishment for you. And the the point I was trying to make earlier is you know just looking at your results over the past couple of years. I mean, it seems like you're just now starting to hit your stride. And I'm wondering, and you tell yeah. me if I'm wrong here. Um, you got started into wrestling and kind of at a late start. I don't if if memory serves correct, you kind of got started you know around 16 or 17 years of age because you were a track star before that, correct? A track athlete. <laughs> that is correct, Brandon. Yeah, did my homework. <laughs> hey, you were looking at my notes. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I was. Talk to us a little bit about how you got involved in the sport of wrestling. We one of the things that we really enjoy when we talk to these, uh, you know, to women wrestlers is you know everyone seems to have a unique story about how they get involved in the sport. 
And um, unlike a lot of the ones that we speak to, you're actually from Texas, which actually is a sanctioned state. So you had the, you know, you had the privilege of actually wrestling against other women uh, when you got started out. But talk to us about how you got started. Okay. So like you said, I was in track for five years from seventh grade year. Um, Pretty much I stopped wrestling or not wrestling. I stopped uh, running and track on my 12th. So, yeah, my senior year. I stopped my senior year because wrestling became more important. But how I got started was I have a twin, and um, she was basically, like, sitting on her bum, doing absolutely nothing. Why I'd be, like, at track meets every weekend, <laughs> you know, just doing something, just um, staying in shape and, um, yeah, basically being active. And my mom told her that she needed to either join track or volleyball or basketball, something, get off of her butt and stop playing video games. And she, she didn't like any of the sports that were like typical for a female to do like cheer, um, swim, tennis, none of it. She, she didn't want to do any of it. So she ended up somehow finding wrestling. I have no idea how, because we at our school, our, our high school, my graduating class is about 800, I think. And um, it's, I think it's about like a mile and a half long, just long ways. And the wrestling room is all the way at the end of the school. <laughs> oh, wow. Our classes are all the way on the other side. So how she found it, I have no idea. But um, somehow she found it. She absolutely loved it. And um, our coach, Coach Black and Coach Balzer, like to go into either P.E., or um, other, other like the hallway, I guess, and just recruit people to join their sport. Also send the girls and guys out to be like, hey, get some, get some people to come in and like try, try out for wrestling. And so um, she ended up finding me and said, hey, the coaches would really like if you came in and saw how you would like wrestling. They, they hear that you're in track, but you're athletic. So they want you to try out. And I'm like, wrestling, what the heck is that? Like, immediately I thought WWE hitting chairs, <laughs> but at like a high school level. Because I, I, that's the only wrestling I ever heard of. And I will admit, when I was in track, I was like, not bougie, but super high maintenance, I guess. I would wear hoops to practice, makeup, <laughs> my hair would be all pretty. Did you say <laughs> and, you not, know, not floozy? Bougie. Oh, boozy. No, bo- bougie. Oh, God. Come on, <laughs> I know man, give it the time. Well, I was listening no, to... No, I said I wasn't bougie. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> Just high maintenance. Like, we... You know, like, you you see, like, the girls in Olympics and track, like, they wear necklaces, earrings, they got the hair and nails done. That was me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> going into the wrestling room, and what I saw when I walked in there at 6 a.m., it was, I was horrified. Everybody was, like, basically knocking each other down. They were, like, at the time, I didn't know it was a collar tie, but they were grabbing each other's necks and, like, bringing them to the mat. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> the first the first month, I wanted to quit, and my son was like, no, no, don't quit, don't quit. You're going to really love to just wait till the first door. And I was like, all right. I, I was already getting bullied by the track girls. Like, ew, you're in wrestling? Jeez, freshman, that's weird. Some of them wanted me to quit. Like, it was it was ridiculous. Like, I had pressure on me already to just to just stop wrestling. But I listened to my twin. I ended up, um, we had a home duel, and I ended up beating the girl. I just straight double-legged her and, like, just pinned her. But at the time, 
I didn't know it was a double leg. I just basically bulldozed her to the mat and yeah. just laid flat on her. And, <laughs> and that, was, that was the end of it. Football tackle. <laughs> and it was super cool. Yeah, I just football tackled. And not only that, I wasn't even at the, the weight class, my respective weight class. I was 15 weight or 15 pounds above what I was supposed to be. But my coach thought I could handle it because I was already strong. And I did. <laughs> so that was, that was like my first experience. And ever since then, I pretty much loved it. I made it to state my first year. I had no idea what that meant. But, <laughs> yeah, um, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. And um, I was basically, like, I have all this fight and passion in me. My dad and mom, like, my whole family there, my boyfriend, who's not my husband now, was there. <laughs> like, basically I had, did your like, husband, a Did your husband team. know that he was there? Uh, no, no. My, my husband didn't make it to state that year. He made it to state my, uh, our senior year. But my boyfriend of the time was at state. Wait, so, so you wrestled You wrestled on the same team with your husband? Yes, I did. And I have a huge crush on him, but he wasn't my boyfriend until college. This is the coolest story of all time. <laughs> I was going to ask a bunch of other things, but now I just want to ask about this. How did this happen? <laughs> I had a crush on him, but um, I kept dating like one particular guy. Be, oh, oh, gosh, I hope he never hears this. I don't know like that guy already. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, he was such a sweetheart. He was a great guy. Um, his family absolutely loved me. Like, they were, they were positively fantastic. The only people that didn't really like him was, like, my coaches. When they, were, when, they, when they started to get to know me, they were like, Tamara, why are you dating this guy who was also on the wrestling team? Um, he would get in trouble, I guess. And I was like, it's okay. He's nice to me. <laughs> and um, we just, like, dated on and off, like, my like all the rest three the three years that I was in high school and into college my freshman year and I finally had enough but um yeah he was actually a super sweet guy he's married now too to an older lady but I still talk to his mom <laughs> he has breast cancer oh. and so she has like no boobs but she got she got a baby so I'm super happy for her <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. I I have no clue how to respond to that. I I wish him well. I'm happy and I'm sad for all at the same time. No, she's totally okay with her breast cancer. She showed me her with no boobs. She has like a tattoo. It's super cute. So it's okay. Well, if she's happy, we're happy. So, yeah. Okay. We're going to divert this conversation back to the wrestling piece. Oh, yes. So, you you actually, so you qualified for state. Ben, control yourself. You qualified for state. (laughs) It's Ben laughing at me. Oh, Ben's dying. He's dying. So, you qualify for state as a freshman. um, And then after that. Yeah. No, no, no. As a sophomore. As a sophomore. Um, But you, you, you took second in the state as a sophomore, correct? Yes, that was my first year. Yeah, so, I didn't um, – no, yeah, freshman so, year, I knew nothing. Sophomore year is when I joined. So sophomore year, first year wrestling, um, you, you get on the team. You end up go, making it all the way to the state finals. You cap off your high school career with two state championships. Um, on mm-hmm. top of that, you, you go out. You're at junior nationals. I think you were a runner-up in jun- at junior nationals, um, runner-up at uh, folk-style nationals. Um, and then from there, you're starting – is that do I have that right? What junior national? Would that Fargo? Fargo. Right? Would that be Fargo? Did you go to Fargo? Oh, yes, yes, I went to Fargo. Yes, yes, I did. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, just checking. Um, 
So I didn't know it was called that. Yeah. So you're starting to get recruited, all right? And you ultimately make the decision to go to Wayland Baptist. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, I believe you were recruited uh, pretty heavily by uh, Coach Johnny Cobb. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. It was basically King, OCU, and Wayland. Those were like the top three. Okay. And uh, what made you decide to choose Wayland? Uh, just how nice everybody was. I loved it. I loved the atmosphere. Even though, like, there was nothing there. I liked the team. They were so nice. <laughs> At King, they took us to a party. So we were like, uh, neither, neither me nor my sister, like, ever went to a party before. We never drank. So, like, that was, that was, like, a bad decision on their part. But at Wayland, they took us to the YMCA, and um, they, like, played a game on the mat, and then they uh, took us to the YMCA, and, and, like, they just had, like, a pool party, I guess. Like, I don't know, like, the entire team was there just having fun. So we were we were really fascinated with that, because at Morton Ranch, it was basically a family-oriented team. So I liked how the men's and the, the women's team were together having fun. Good, clean fun. Sure, sure. So I'm, I'm curious to know how how integral of a part in your wrestling career was was Coach Cobb? Because if I'm not mistaken, Coach Cobb he was a he had a a lot of a lot of influence on Brandon Slay's career when he was in high school. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. So uh, did. How, how much of an how much of an influence did he have on you? A huge influence. He's the reason why. I think I am where I am today because um, my, I think, junior, no, sophomore year of college, he ended up talking to Marcy when I went to the U.S. Open and got second to Veronica Carlson. Uh, he talked to Marcy about getting me on Titan Mercury because he, he also knew her very, very well. And uh, that's basically like when I started traveling, like that summer, they were like, yeah, sure, let's take her to Spain in Greece. Yeah, <laughs> let's just like take her along. You know, it's absolutely it was awesome because of him. And he was in Paris. <laughs> he still, he's still a big part of my wrestling life today. Is he still coaching but, um, you today? Because of him. Uh, he, he's trying. In Paris, he couldn't really be on the floor, sadly. But it's okay. Gotcha. Um, so if we can back up just for a second. You talked about how you got into wrestling. What were your parents' uh, What was your parents' thoughts when you started wrestling? Oh, my mom did not like that Tarkia, my twin, had chose the sport and then got me into it. <laughs> my, <laughs> but my dad, one hundred percent, loved it. He was at our, he was at our competitions all the time. Like anytime we had a a duel or a tournament, he said, "Call me, I will be there." One time, I didn't tell him that there was a duel match, and I I called him like every day, five times a day. And when he found out that there was a match that night while I was talking to him, he said, no, Samira, you let me know whenever you have a duel. I'm like, daddy, there's only one match. He's like, I don't care. I will be there. I'm like, oh, That's cool. Awesome. Okay. That's awesome. Like, he was like our number one fan. Like, he absolutely loved it. And my mom started, like, warming up to it. What does she think <laughs> like, about it now? When what? she saw how successful we were. What does she think about it now after oh, seeing she, you travel the loves world? Cries all time. Oh, does she? She's <laughs> yeah. got to love seeing her daughter represent the United States. Yes, yeah, she she cries so much. Like she's like, I can't believe wrestling has taken you so many places. Like you get to see the world. Like she, so she's one hundred percent supportive. Like she 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 changed her tune after a couple of years. <laughs> 
but she she just absolutely loved it. And um, like wrestling has gotten us me and my twin um, bachelor degrees, and my twin is now in master. So she's she awesome. like she just spoke out. <laughs> yeah. So she, my dad is dead now, but um, she always told us that he would be super proud of us. So when did you um, when did you so. start focus on focusing on international wrestling? Was it during your time at Wayland? Or um, yeah. Okay, talk, yeah. Talk to me about That's a little right bit. About, talk to me a little bit about when when you thought that okay, you know, I've had some success in high school. Uh, you know, I'm. You know, you won obviously. I think two titles uh, for the WCWA. Yeah. Uh, when did you really start mm-hmm. to think, hey, I can I, I can compete on a national and international level in this sport? Oh, in high school, <laughs> I was thinking I was I could go to the Olympics in high school. And when really? Coach Cobb recruited me, and yeah, when he recruited me, I said, Coach. I want to go to the Olympics. And you go, oh, okay. Well, if you're serious about that, let's see if we can get you there. <laughs> so so I, 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 I saw something special. Okay. Like right away. So I have to ask you, um, you actually, you know, you, you competed in WCWA nationals for the first time in 2012. You took fourth, uh, the next year, I believe you took third in 2013. Um, you ended up winning it in 2014, but then you took two seasons off before winning it again in 2017. Did you take a red shirt and then an Olympic red shirt? Is that what happened? Yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay, okay. What 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 did you do um, during that time in red shirt and Olympic red shirt? Did you train out at the Olympic Training Center? Did you travel around and train? What was your primary focus? Yeah, so I was my red shirt year, I was still going to college at Wayland and um I that that was supposed to be planned. I was I wasn't even supposed to gray shirt. But um while I was red shirt, I was traveling still, not as much because I, I didn't want to miss any classes. But that's what, that's the year that I discovered if you go to an international tournament and your teachers think that you are not representing Wayland and they will they do not care that you miss a test. It was it was kind of messed up. So um, it was actually WCWA Nationals when I went to Sweden, and um, I was I was going to be gone three days longer than everybody else who was at Nationals. And um, I talked to my chemistry professor about missing a test, and he was like, "Yeah, cool, go have fun at Nationals, blah blah blah, or whatever, go have fun wrestling." And I was like, "Yeah, so I'll just I'll just be in um in like Sweden." I told him I was gonna be in Sweden. Mm. And when I got back, he was like, "No, I thought you were gonna be representing Wayland." I'm like, "Well, well, I'm kind of representing our country the right country. now." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he was like, "Sorry, that testament, you can't make it up." Oh. So I ended up getting a zero. <laughs> so that was like my, uh, I was so mad. It was chemistry. I ended up getting a a seventy nine out of there. Mostly because I probably got that zero as a tough grade. Hey, but, um, you, send us, big... <laughs> you send us that teacher's name. Ben yeah, will take care I'm of him. I'm a double leg that guy. He'll double leg him. <laughs> nope, I'm not going to say. He's a tiny guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, you know what? I'm taking him out. <laughs> yeah, but that was my um, like my big um, letdown experience in uh, my redshirt year. And um, also, like, I, I was still, like, a big influence on the girls on the team because I would still practice with them. And then uh, one of the girls actually committed suicide because she was being bullied. So um, that that was, like, pretty much, like, uh, just, just tore, like, all my walls down when we were, 
Like we were really close. Like she was, she was somebody that I looked after. Yeah, she looked up to me like it was her freshman year. And um, after that, I was like, yeah, I, I've been thinking about leaving Wayland, but that right there was a cherry on the cake. I am leaving. I'm gonna go train somewhere else. And um, me and my husband now, who is my boyfriend, ended up going to Colorado. <laughs> And uh, that's when I took my gray shirt year and just focused purely on wrestling. <laughs> and, yeah, that so, was pretty much that um, wrestling gray shirt year. So that had to have been an, a, you know, a very valuable and amazing sp- experience for you, spending that time presumably out at the Olympic Training Center. Um, yeah. Did, did you get a chance to really train a lot with Adeline Gray and um, um, Ellen Pierce? Yeah, Elena Pierce. Elena, sorry. Pierre, I can't say that. Oh, oh yeah. Pierre Shakova. Pierre Shakova. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. What? It's really easy to say. Don't, don't, don't look at the words on the on the paper. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Talk to us. You know, how, how valuable was that Was that experience for you then? Oh, my gosh. It was absolutely amazing. Um, after I had lost to Elena at World Peak House, <laughs> I got second her. I was like, ooh, man, this weight class is going to 100% suck. But then she wanted to be my partner, like, all the time. And um, she she just taught me so many things. Like, I, I was a sponge. Like, I didn't even care that I wasn't learning. Well, I, at the time, I wasn't really focused on, like, my wrestling. I just, whatever she needed me for to um, go to world, I was there. And um, while I was being her practice partner, she was basically telling me, okay, this is what girls don't like. And I'm like, oh, okay, taking that mental note. <laughs> like, this is what girls don't like. This is what they do like. They get them uncomfortable. This is how you do a two-on-one. Like, this is the reason why I got better at my two-on-one. I wish she was still wrestling so I could spice it up a bit. Yeah. But um, Elena, Elena really helped me in um, my wrestling. And Adeline, too, she helped me in my confidence. Well, both of them helped me in my confidence, but... Um, they they would just always like give me so many compliments, tell me how explosive I was, how fast I was, to use that to my advantage, and I'd be like, really, I think so. Wow, thanks. So like, I had nothing but positivity coming from from everybody that um I always um interacted with, especially those two. So it was it was just such a blessing to to get to wrestle with those two. I, I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, anytime you get a chance to train with two, you know, you know, elite wrestlers, world medalists, world, 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 I mean, world, world champs, world class wrestlers, I, I think that's awesome. And I'm sure it probably helped your, you, you know, just to, you know, get you where you're at today. Talk to us a little about, bit about, yeah. about Coach Steiner, kind of what's he like? What, you know, what's he like as a person? What's he like as a coach? Uh, what's your relationship with him like? <laughs> um, so when I first met Terry, um, I stand off his. He doesn't really smile that much. Like, like at the time, I didn't think he really smiled because anytime he was in the wrestling room, I'd be like, "Oh gosh, that's the coach of the of the girls' team." Like, oh, I was I was really intimidated. And then I ended up going to Greece and playing with them. I got to meet his daughter, and I was like, "Wow, this guy's like really cool." And um, like from there, our relationship has been great. He always laughs at me. Well, everybody always laughs at me ridiculous but he, he always like grabs my arm and goes Mensa and like brings up something that I did that like cracked him up and I'm like come on can't you like bury that to pass but um, he's a he's a really cool guy and as a coach he also gives me like a whole bunch of confidence 
um, he he's believed in me like since since we first met. It was ridiculous. Um, I'm of course just now starting to see like what they're seeing, but um, yeah, he he is just such a positive person. He's like, Mensah, with your explosiveness, you can blast through anybody in this in the world. You just gotta believe in yourself. I'm like, yeah, Terry, yeah. I wish that's what I was saying in my head when I was on the mat, but yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> It means a lot but, um, more when it's coming from Coach Steiner, huh? Oh, my gosh, it does. It you know, does. It, so he, he's a positive guy. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I think the same thing. I think you can blast through anybody. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> I just got to believe in myself. Well, believe, baby. Brandon and Ben believe in you. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's, yeah. it's funny, Tamir. We we ask, you know, a lot of the, our, our interviewees that get to train under Coach Steiner, you know, Coach Snyder, what they think of Steiner. him. Steiner, I'm sorry, what they – think of him and you know everybody just speaks so highly of him he's got to be such an you know a valuable asset to the women's team um yeah so i'd like to talk to you about maybe something that's a little bit of a sore subject um in 2016 you obviously you broke through you had a heck of a tournament you won the olympic team trials um unfortunately we could not get the weight qualified for the olympics can you talk to us a little bit about that um, why we couldn't get the the weight qualified? What you know? What you know? The, the sequence of events that happened, and you know, that ultimately led to us not having you wrestle in Rio. Um, I again, so like when I went to the Olympic trials, it was it was. I I guess I kind of had some confidence. I ended up having to go against Veronica Carlson, who I had never beaten before. So it was. Like, he was coming off of injury, but I still had no kind of points on her, really, that I that I could even think of. So, Olympic trials was a pretty much brutal, brutal tournament. I had to go against Julia Salata, who I had She's tough. won against and lost against. Yeah, she, she did. And then, um, who else? Um, my finals match, I told you, Brittany, Brittany. I had to go against Brittany. And um, we had been training together for a long time. She was trying to figure out how to beat Randy. And I was like, well, girl, you just got to gotta move your feet. And so, like, we would practice that all the time at the training center. So um, the fact that we had to wrestle against each other um, in the finals was pretty upsetting as well. So it was, it was such an emotional roller coaster. But um, I don't even know how I managed to do it. I ended up, like, letting go and letting God. And I just wrestled. And I... I, I just ended up winning by um, significant amounts of points. And when I when I went to Mongolia, um, I I thought that I was going to have the same mindset. I was trying so hard, but that pressure was um, the pressure was getting to me. And uh, of course, I ended up winning my first match um, in Mongolia. Um, my second match, I think it was my second match where I had to go against the Egyptian girl. Um, like, the coaches didn't really have anything on her except for this one move that she was getting on everybody. It was like a, a standing throw, and they said, all you got to do is don't stand up with her. And I go, yeah, that's not hard. I could do that. Yeah. I, I ended up ended up standing up with her. I think she threw me, like, three times. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. Now I pride myself in my stance. I'm like, I'm so low in that sucker it's not even funny i'm like no one is ever throwing me again but um speaking of your i ended up losing by huh oh go ahead go ahead no finish your statement i'm sorry 
oh, oh no, you're fine. Um, I ended up um, losing my one point because at the very end she was like pulling my hair and I ended up getting like a point for that, which left me with, I was down by one point. <laughs> it was just so obvious. Like she was like pulling my head to the ground. And I was like, ah, ah. <laughs> and go, ah, one point. No, no, no hair pulling. <laughs> but um, yeah, she stopped me. I ended up hearing Rich Bender in the stand go, that sucks. <laughs> um, I ended up trying this too, but it was it was pretty sad. Um, I I was upset, but I I held myself back. Like if I I wasn't confident that I could beat her once she had ended up throwing me in the match a couple of times, but I ended up taking her down as well. So I was in an emotional roller coaster just in that match alone. I was thinking to myself, oh, I can beat her. Oh, they threw me. Maybe I can't beat her. Oh, I took her down again. Yeah, I can beat her. It was, it was ridiculous. So I started doubting myself, like, maybe I don't deserve to go to the Olympics. Oh, maybe maybe I can't sweep. Like, it was terrible. Like, I wasn't confident like I should have been. Now I realize I could have definitely just, like, blown through her. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It sounds like you've rec- <laughs> it sounds like you've you know you've at least begun to rectify your confidence issues since then because obviously the the run that you've had the past year. Um, yeah. Did you still go to Rio as a training partner? I did, man. Freaking Adeline and Elena like jumped on that. This is ridiculous. Elena ended up getting me first, but yeah, it was it, it was I didn't want to go because it was. Well, it was tough because I didn't, I didn't make my, I didn't sure, sure. Yeah, qualify the weight class. But they were like, "No, it'll be a good experience for you. You know, you may not be competing, but you'll still get the, you know, get that that feeling of being there, the nerves." And I'm like, "Sure, yeah, I 100% don't regret going." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was. I'm really glad I went. But what did you learn from that? Training what did you learn from that that experience in Rio that's helped you since then? Um, what did I learn? That the best of the best isn't always there. The best of the best is always win. And it's the person that is more confident in themselves that basically ends up getting to represent the country. There was a couple girls in that weight class that were there that I ended up beating. And, yeah. Um, that was, that was pretty upsetting. Like, I beat them before the Olympics. I was like, what the freak? She's here. What the freak? I, I, I beat, I kicked her at qualifying. When I was trying to qualify my weight in, in Mongolia or in Turkey. So I'm like, I should totally be here, but I'm not. It sounds like from, you know, from, from our conversations, and this is something that I didn't know, and this is why I love having these conversations with elite athletes like you, is that, you, you know, even you as, you know, the best of the best, obviously, at least nationally, you know, if not, I believe, you know, in the country or in the world still suffer from, um, you know, still suffer from the ability to believe in themselves. I mean, is that something that you work on? And if you do, how do you kind of work on that? Because it sounds like your confidence, you, you know, it's something that's maybe, you know, held you back before or your lack of, lack of yeah. confidence. Sorry. You're right, Ben. It has. It's held me back many times. It held me back my, my first year of wrestling. <laughs> That's the reason yeah. why I didn't get first. Um, but um, I don't really, I don't have a fight coach or anything. I just basically listen to the people around me. Um, my husband, he's a really good uh, mentor and just influence 
Um, I have people like Coach Todd and um, uh, Steiner telling me that I can do anything. Um, like it, it really helps that they believe in me, but um, I don't know when I'm going to break through sure. that barrier. Obviously it's like, like I said, like I, sometimes I do believe in myself. Uh, Lena, this, this past year when I made the world team, she was telling me that um, during our match, she could, she could literally sense my emotional roller coaster. She said there were times when I could feel that you were confident and not confident. Like she was like, you, you just gotta be 100% confident in yourself. And I'm like, you could feel that. She's like, yeah, your hesitation was obvious. <laughs> I'm like, Oh gosh. Like if she could feel it, I'm sure my opponents that don't even know me could possibly feel it too. But, um, I, uh, I don't know. Like at the Eurekin, like tournaments that I win, I literally just let go and I don't realize like the the extreme like the extremity of the of the I guess the tournament that I'm at. Oh my gosh, my mommy's calling. <laughs> but, um, um like um you I usually wrestle well when I don't know that the pressure is on and I'm just having fun. But when I realize like what's on the line, what's at stake Oh my mind! The devil is on my shoulder, and he is just in my ear saying, "You're gonna do it." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you're probably right." And then like, God's in my head going, "It's a you got it." And I'm like, "Yes, you are right." So like, it's a battle. <laughs> I don't know when it's gonna when it's gonna be fixed, uh, but I suck at pressure. It's <laughs> it's you something know, that I'm not good at. <laughs> you know, to me, I mean, aside from the confidence issues. Um, in preparation to getting the, you know, having the opportunity to speak with you tonight, um, I tried to get on and watch as, you know, many uh, videos as I could find on you of some of your matches and whatnot. And I'll tell you, um, I can't tell from a video perspective whether or not you're having confidence issues. Obviously, your opponents and yourself can 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 identify that, you know, easier than we can as outsiders watching in. But I will tell you this: one thing that's very evident to me in the in the matches that I've seen you wrestle, you you wrestle with a a very 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 competitive spirit i guess for a lack of better terms um i've yeah. i've rarely seen you in a match concede a position without giving up uh, as much fight as possible you make your opponents earn every point that they get you're constantly fighting for points um for a 69 kilogram wrestler you move extremely well and, and correct me if i'm wrong i may be wrong on this but do you like do you prefer to wrestle in space more than you do from ties yes i love space <laughs> i kind of figured that i kind of figured that you know you've got great athleticism you know you've got great talent so i, I was kind of picking up on that in some of your matches that you prefer to wrestle in space and whatnot but you know the the competitive spirit that you wrestle with it's so evident and if you get these confidence issues taken care of, there is no reason why I don't see, you know, in my opinion, I don't see you winning gold, you know, medals on medals on medals. She's got the type. She's got the, um, yeah. yeah, she's got the ability for sure. Absolutely. So that's what I keep hearing. <laughs> let's, if, if we can, I just want to backtrack one second here. Talk about your alma mater. Um, uh, recently had the chance to uh, get a little bit of information from your, your former high school coach about this year's team. It just so happens your twin sister is a coach on the staff this year, correct? Yes. Are you sure? Do you know about that? <laughs> she actually, she kind of isn't, kind of is. She actually just became a correctional officer. So she's like, 
being pulled between the two. Uh, She's trying to be a GA, but she has to be at work like from 7.30 to 5 p.m. sometimes. Gotcha. Well, it looks like... <laughs> I mean, it looks like they are returning a, a, an extremely solid squad this year, featuring five returning All-Americans. They've got yeah. an amazing recruiting class, including uh, Asia Ray, who won a bronze medal at the UWW Junior Worlds, um, another, uh, two-time, yeah. another two-time Texas state champ, such as yourself. Right. Um, they've got Gabriela yep. Ramos-Diaz coming in. She was a bronze at the Junior Pan American Championships. <laughs> Uh, Marissa yep. Patterson, a Fargo champion. I mean, their recruiting class goes on and on and on. And one of the comments that uh, that your coach said, I think it's co- is it is it Meister? Is that how you say it? Yes, Meister. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Meister. Meister. Yeah. Um, you know, his his exact words was that he feels that they've got the potential to compete with anyone in the nation. And I think that says a lot because you know you've got some solid programs in the WCWA. You know, this year such as King University, who's looking to what, what I think break the record for most consecutive yeah, uh, run. Uh, team championships. What, what are you thinking? Give me give me your thoughts, Tamir. What do you, what do you think? your alma mater is going to do this year. Man, that's so weird. You're calling in my alma mater, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it is. It is right. Yeah, it it is. It's just weird. No one's ever been, like told me that until now. I'm like, oh yeah, your school, your college. You're like your alma mater. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, unfortunately, we all but, have to um, grow up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I oh man, last year we were so too close to getting uh to getting third and uh it was it was a fluke one of our girls ended up getting hurt and it, it happened but um yeah we are returning like some amazing athletes it's gonna be so freaking awesome i'm gonna try to make it to um i'm gonna try to make it to that tournament too but um hey we yeah, are i too. believe like 100 percent. you talking about <laughs> yeah, the, are, you talk, are you talking about wcwa nationals yes yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we're going to try to make yeah. it to that as we gotta well. we got to hang. So we if chill. we do, if we do, I expect a picture, okay? we got to get a picture. Cool. I don't know how you guys look. So. Well, we, we look good. going to be like, hey. Brandon, Ben? We look good. <laughs> just just look for the two goofy, ball, two goofy old bald dudes. <laughs> we ain't that, oh. that old. No, don't, don't big time us when you're out there, though. Don't do what? Don't big time us. Like, don't like act like you're, what? you know. Don't you like you're too cool to ha- like to say hi? Yeah, like like I'm a rule team member. I oh can't say hi to those guys. Yeah, Who that's terrible. Those? I would never. All oh right. my god, we'll hold you to it. No. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> no. You guys were very close to coming into top three. I think uh, Campbellsville outscored yeah. you one fifty three to one forty two and a half for that third place spot. So real close yep. right there. So I'm putting it you on was. the spot. I'm putting you on the spot again. What do you think? Are they going to get a top three finish this year? Yes. Oh, I love it. Oh, my gosh. I I didn't sidestep that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They absolutely will. And there were some people on the team that you didn't even mention, like Brittany Marshall and Jatia Isaac, who are are going to be coming in as well. Jatia actually went to uh, some junior thing with, uh, escape scene, but she she uh she actually checked the girl, and they ended up like kept like they they kept wrestling the match, and the girl ended up coming back. But Tia is gonna be like a phenomenal wrestler too. Like she she's out for blood, and um Brittany she got third at World World Team Trials this year, and she's out for blood too. So right. um, yeah, there's a 
there's a lot of good girls on the team that are going to be coming. And I was so excited. I hope to be in their corner um, yelling at them what to do <laughs> or somewhere near there. But when you yeah, say, when I you say solely. Brittany, which Brittany are you t- talking about? Marshall. Mar- yeah. She, uh, she's, she a, got, she's a two-time All-American for him, right? She's finished fourth twice. Yeah. Yeah, she's yes, a, yeah, she beast, did. Beast. So you said yeah, you, you she said, is in, Oh, go ahead. You go ahead, Tamir. Uh, uh, no, I was just gonna say she she pretty much is like me. Uh, she has a uh, she has a great personality. Crazy pigeon and, uh, lady. She kind No, no, she's not a crazy pigeon lady like me. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just an original thing that I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she has a great personality. Um, she's she's incredibly intelligent. Like she has a super high GPA. Um, she's really athletic, and she, 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 everybody suffers from, um, confident issues, and she's, she's one of them, too, so, um, she definitely improved her confidence this year, even though, even though she got fourth this year, I was her training partner all this year, and she got, she got way better, um, even though, like, she still got the same place, but, um, like, I wish, I wish the accolades could actually show how well she's got, or how much better she's gotten, but, it's cool. So you expected her you expected her to do better than that fourth place finish this year, huh? Yeah, I did. But just like me, you know, sometimes you underperform yeah. and uh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> All right, yeah. Tamir, Tamir, we're getting kinda to the end of things here. I just wanted to kinda wrap things up with a couple of how about non wrestling uh questions for you. What what's your favorite <laughs> thing to do? What's your favorite thing to do when you're just kicking it, chilling, you know, with your husband, whatever, non wrestling related? What do you like to get into? Uh, I like to cuddle with him and watch movies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or <the old> play or <laughs> Netflix and chill. Yeah, we hear all about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Literally just cuddle and watch movies. Like, we're a chill couple. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? What's and, your um, favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie? Yikes. Pick one. The Little Mermaid. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that's why I say yikes. I'm a cartoon fanatic. Hey, nothing wrong with that. All right, what's the favorite? Yeah. Pl- what's the favorite place that wrestling has taken you to visit? Greece. Greece. Yes, that no. was my first international tournament ever. Boy, was it beautiful! Oh my gosh, like. Nothing, nothing has topped that. I mean, yeah, it's there's other places that time to top it because I got I experienced places more now, but Greece was like phenomenal. Awesome. Loved it. Awesome. All right, wrestler you most looked up to, whether still competing or not. Like growing up, or just like when I joined. Whenever I didn't even know who Adeline Gray was. Whenever it could be any <laughs> point in time, but if you were to name one wrestler who you look up to the most, aside from yourself, who would you choose? Or us too. <laughs> oh, yeah, or Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, honestly, it would have to be my twin sister. Okay. Oh, cool. Okay. Really good, cool. Good answer. Good answer. And uh, yeah. <laughs> You sounded like Steve Harvey there. Let me go. Last, yeah, good answer on uh, family feud. feud. What did you say? What did you say? No, not you. No, you said I sounded like Steve Harvey. All right. Why? I don't know. Um, Who has been? Who would you consider? I don't want to say your 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 arch nemesis, but your favorite opponent. Like, if you could pick one person to battle with on the mat day in and day out, who would it be? 
Uh, foreign or domestic? Foreign or domestic? Who would it be? I had the the most fun wrestling Bakken from Sweden. First time I ever wrestled her was in Spain. My um, it was a part of my first my first international trip. I ended up actually I don't remember if I lost to her once, but I think I did win. She was a world champion the year before or something like that. Wait a minute. You talking about was, fucking was... from Germany? Oh, I mean Germany. Yeah. Dang it. She was a 2014 Second world that. champion. And you beat her. That was a great yeah, yeah, great accomplishment. Yeah. It was so cool. And then when I wrestled her again uh, a summer ago, uh, she ended up pitting me. Because <laughs> uh. I like double leg. I double like her. She put me right to my back. Uh, I was like, whoa. <laughs> but um, I I really enjoy wrestling her. Like she's awesome. she's long, she's athletic, and it ooh, it's just so fun. Awesome, awesome. I love that answer. <laughs> All right, last two. One, are you on social media? Are you on Twitter? Nope. No. No. So no, we, we found the one. Twitter. We found the one person Whoa, that's not, not on, Twitter? on Twitter. No. Oh my goodness. Are you on Instagram? What? Are you on Instagram? I am. Yes, I just recently started getting so good at Instagram. That's where I make my little videos, my collaboration videos. They're so good. You guys should watch them. All right. All right. So where can our <laughs> listeners follow you on Instagram? Um, Mensa Samira. Stop. Say that one more time. That's the name. Mensa, M-E-N-S-A-H, Tamara, and then stop, S-T-O-C-K. S-T-O-C-K, awesome. That's, awesome. So, yeah. All right, so listeners out there, apparently Tamara loves to put together video, music, music videos on like, her trips. Um, so follow her yes. at Mensa, Tamara, Stock to watch the, that good stuff. And then, Tamara, the last question we'll ask you, we talked to you about this earlier, as we said, this is our Women of the Mat series. We yes. looking for another ideal candidate that would maybe come on this uh, wrestling podcast and talk with two goofballs like us. Who would you recommend? <laughs> okay. So I have somebody in mind. I don't know if you ever heard of her, but her name is Brittany Marshall. She's actually in WCWA, but I, I mentioned her a lot in the, in this program. But if you would like, you could talk to her. She's just as silly. <laughs> so she'll be a joy to talk to. And she's a, she's, a, she's a class above me. She's a class above you? Is she a Wayland Baptist grad? Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. She's a weight class above me. Oh, she's a weight class above you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah she's still yeah. wrestling for her. Yeah, she's still wrestling. Yep, yep. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Brittany Marshall. Yeah. Um, she's actually yeah. still wrestling for Wayland, correct? Yes, sir, she is. All right, good stuff. All right, Tamir, that is all that we really have for you, Ben. You got anything else? I got nothing. That was awesome, Tamir. Right. Thanks for chatting. Tamir, it's been a wonderful oh, time talking you. to you. thank you. Is there any last thing that you'd like to say? <laughs> Anybody you want to shout out? Oh, I would love to do a shout out. Do okay. it. Uh, I would just like to shout out to my husband, who is so patient with this interview. He was saying that he... I was going to take away my phone for glitches. I was on the phone too long. But, but my dear husband, my mommy, who's called that I screamed, I love her very much. My father, I know he's always supporting me. My twin, love her. She's doing great things. 
all the coaches that are out there supporting me, whether I know them or not, but specifically with Steiner, Meister, um, Mason, uh, one and only Cobb, Jenny Cobb. Thank you guys so much. All you guys are um, out there supporting me, even when I don't believe in myself. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. And also, I would just like to give praise to God in heaven, who has just made this possible for me without him. Oh, gosh, I'd, I'd be totally lost. I don't even know what I'd be doing in my life with if I didn't have my faith. But, yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Awesome. And, Tamira, thank you so much for coming on. We wish you nothing but the best. We, um, I think we're pretty positive that your better days are definitely ahead and we see you winning some so lots of medals here in the future. So thanks again for coming on. We wish you the best of luck in the future and uh, we hope to talk to you later. Thanks Brandon and Ben for having me. All right. Take care. We'll see you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. Well, there you have it. Tamira Mensa, 69 kilogram representative of the women's freestyle U.S. world team this year. <laughs> but what a <laughs> fun, amazing interview, man. I, that was I, awesome. I could talk to her about anything for any length of time. She is hilarious. She had me in stitches, man. I, I, she had me cracking up. I was dying laughing. She's got such an amazing personality and uh, such a... Such an interesting perspective on the sport of wrestling. I mean, she just kind of takes it in stride, and I really, I really appreciate that about athletes. You, you know, one thing I, I learned about this, and it, it's something we hear um, as we do these interviews. Gosh, we are so lucky to be able to do these interviews with, I mean, elite level athletes. With elite level athletes. To hear that, you know, she still struggles with her confidence, and it's something that people from you know the age of you know six, seven years old when they start wrestling. And you think it you think eventually, you know, oh, it goes away when you get into becoming a world team member, wrestling at the world, but it doesn't. And you know, people it, it's a battle, right? I mean, confidence people always say what wrestling is like seventy five percent mental or more than that or what ninety nine percent mental or whatever they say. Right. It really is. It definitely is. I mean, the talent she has so much talent and you know, she's gonna continue to work on that, I'm sure, in terms of uh, her mental game. And when she gets that down, something will eventually click. And when that does, you better watch out because she's going to be unbeatable. I really think she's going to be unbeatable for a while. Yeah, I said it in our interview with her, and I truly mean it. I really think that, I mean, her trajectory that we've seen over the last couple of years, she's starting to get in her stride, starting to yep. hit her stride. But I still do believe that, you know, her her best days of wrestling are ahead of her. She's only, I think she's only about 25 years old. Yeah, I think that's and right. I, I'm, I'm approximating here. Um, but... She's really starting to figure things out and she's getting, you know, she's getting that mental aspect and from a wrestling aspect, she is athletic. She's talented. She, you know, I meant it in the videos. I've watched her. She has a, a competitive spirit that you can just, you can see come out in her. I think in a year or two, and I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the 2020 Olympics, if she's, if she medals at the Olympics. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's a huge, that, 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 that's a huge, sure. you know, kind of uh, uh, prediction there. But she has that type of ability. And all she has to do is just put it all together for one good tournament. And I think she can do it. Yeah. Once she starts wrestling every tournament, like she wrestled the Oregon and things of that nature, 
it's it's gonna be game over for her opponents. And that's my that's my real opinion from just watching her wrestle. So, and you know what? She was just so fun to talk to. So I had a great time. Awesome. I you know thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Victoria Anthony for recommending. Yeah. Um, Tamira Mensa, you did not disappoint. You were absolutely right. Her personality was it was probably one of my favorite personalities we've had to speak with. Um, I mean, we've had lots of great personalities to speak with, but she's just. You could just hear the excitement in her voice. Just such a cool person. Um, you know what kind of bothers me, Ben? What's that? Honestly. Um, Tamir Menza has such an amazing, an amazing personality, and she's so talented as a wrestler. Um, and I just don't think a lot of people out there truly recognize that and truly understand, like, where she's come from, what she's accomplished. And part of that, I guess, is because we have such a strong women's freestyle team right now who are having a lot of success. So maybe she is being overshadowed a little bit. But um, I really hope that, that Tamir gets her due soon because she deserves them. And I think she will. I think she will as soon. You know, I, would, I don't want to say as soon as she starts doing this because she's obviously, you know, an immense talent. But, you know, when she puts it together and gets that world medal, you know, people are going to recognize So. I completely agree with you. All right, guys, we digress. Um, listen, this has been episode number 37 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Um, as we said earlier, continuing on with our Women of the Mat series. Um, in case you haven't been able to tell, the Women of the Mat series means a lot to Ben and I. Um, we are very fortunate to be able to have these women come on and talk to us and tell their stories. They've got amazing stories to get out there. We just want to send a personal thank you again to the Wrestle Like a Girl organization as well as Catherine Shy's project, Lucha Fit, for collaborating with us and helping bring all this to you. Um, it means a lot to us. I hope it means a lot to them. Looking forward to uh, whatever guests that we can have come on in the future. Um, I believe Tamira recommended uh, Brittany Marshall, correct? That's right. All right. Can't wait to see if we can get her on and uh, have her tell her story. Ben, you got anything else you want to add today? I got nothing, man. That was really fun. All right. As I said, episode number 37 of the Inside Trip Wrestling podcast is inside, in the books. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro. This week's episode is brought to you by Wrestle Like a Girl and Lucha Fit. To tell you more about these awesome organizations is Wrestle Like a Girl board member, Lucha Fit founder, and five-time national team member, Catherine Shy. Catherine, take it away. Thanks, guys. So, Wrestle Like a Girl began because of the increased need to advocate for girls and women's wrestling. Uh, women's wrestling is the fastest-growing high school sport, so we are working closely with states to support their sanctioning efforts, we put on empowerment camps to teach girls the amazing values wrestling can bring to their lives. And girls are so excited to get on the mat and try wrestling. And then Lucha Fit is a project I started in 2010, almost as a journal, until I realized there was a lot of value in my experiences I gained traveling the world competitively. I knew this kind of information was lacking for athletes, especially female athletes. So my journal transformed into Lucha Fit, where I gave advice on what to pack for competitions, nutrition, injuries, sports psych, and of course, wrestling. But really, any athlete can find value from these posts. That's great to hear, Catherine, and it's great to hear that you guys have stepped up to the plate to be an advocate for women's wrestling. Make sure you check out WrestleLikeAGirl.org to find out more about this organization and what you can do to help. Also, LuchaFit.com, where whether you are a competitive athlete or a weekend warrior, you're sure to find something for your needs. And as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.